Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast. So first we'll start off with the news, and then we will get into my car researching trip that happened yesterday. Even though frankly it's still two years before I'd even be able to get my own car. So it's for my mother essentially. 2018 all new Audi A1 to get tech and quality boost. Kia Seed apostrophe DGT gets its racing suit ready for the TCR series. DMC's Porsche 911 GT3 RS package is aimed at improving looks and track handling. Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio stars in Chris Harris Drives Premier. Audi R18 e-tron Quattro meets Eurofighter Typhoon with their pilots. FCA recalls Dodge and Ram vans over transmission issue and the Jeep Renegade for tow bar fix. Jaguar charges up for Formula E driver roster. Porsche 718 Boxer gets challenged by the track-focused Lotus Elise 250 Cup. Hydrogen cars have traveled 1 million miles in the U.S. Or, sorry, over a million miles in the U.S. Ferrari Enzo designer Ken, not going to say his last name because I'm just going to butcher it, reveals Code 57 at Pebble Beach. In the front end, it does look a bit like an Enzo, but I don't like the look of it. The rest of it is just weird. It's kind of like a, It's kind of like a track car. From the looks of it, it's like a KTM crossbow, just with way more body panels on it. Iconic Lamborghini is coming to Salon Prive, including the original Mura SV. Gamer set world record ever after driving four GT on four to six for 48 hours. Limited run Fiat 124 Spider Anniversary Edition sells out in the UK. Porsche 911 GT2 RS Mule with PDK box eats up the Nurburgring. Dodge Viper ACR gets body kit and power hike to 765 horsepower by Geiger Cars. Mercedes E-Class Cabriol celebrates its 25th birthday. New Aston Martin Vanquish Zagato Volante will take your breath away. And if you don't know what Volante means, it's Aston Martin's special way of saying convertible. Hyundai close to freezing the design of upcoming Santa Cruz pickup. 770 horsepower Lamborghini Centenario Roadster is all muscle, all carbon, all sold out. So even if you had the money to buy one, you could never get one anyway. Well, you could, but now you can't. Ford takes you behind the scenes of Le Mans with virtual reality app. Dallas Kia dealer finds 85,000 for deceptive ads. Electric Nissan sports car could become a reality in 2020. Lucra LC470 from Fast and Furious 6 pops up on eBay. Strong as steel tape keeps roll cage together during massive drop. Harley Davidson and Marvel create 25 custom superhero bikes. And yes, Captain America is in one of them. Or sorry, has been put on one of them. Top car reveals Stinger GTR Gen 2 package for Porsche 911. Chinese BAIC to develop new models on old Mercedes E-Class. So essentially, you're getting a new car from a recycled one. Gran Turismo creator races in order to further develop the game. Subaru announces special edition Forester for the UK. Bugatti showcases stunning blue carbon Chiron at the Quail, which is like Pebble Beach. Acura Precision Concept coming to 2016 Pebble Beach. BMW's retrolicious 2002 homage Meister Concept is at Pebble Beach right now. Faraday Future poaches key Apple Car Researcher. BAC bringing mono single-seater supercar to Pebble Beach. Volkswagen Golf Production to be halted due to supplier dispute. A free track experience with the Abarth 124 Spider will come in handy. BMW bringing carbon fiber tech to motorcycle frames, meaning your motorcycle will now be lighter. Hopefully. Though even if it's now lighter than it used to be, it'll also be more expensive. Aston Martin AMRB01, or 001, could get F1-inspired active suspension. Can-Am's Maverick X3 is the ultimate off-road toy. 
Ford extends GT's production run from two to four years. Cadillac Escalade, yeah, Escalade concept debuts at Pebble Beach with company's future style. And I must say, I actually like it. It looks pretty good. It's kind of contemporary and aggressive at the same time. I like it. Lamborghini could launch GTE class Huracan to race at Le Mans. Vision Mercedes Maybach 6 is a stylish 750 horsepower electric concept that is about as big as a land yacht. Or no, I'm sorry, it's about as big as an actual yacht. I mean, geez, it looks like the body itself is like 30 feet long. The rear overhang is bigger than the smart car itself. North American debut for Ferrari's GTC4 Lucio, or Lusso, at Monterey Car Week. Lawyers claim Bosch developed the feet devices together with Volkswagen. That's, that's right, Bosch might have helped with the Dieselgate scandal. Bet you didn't see that one coming. And frankly, neither did I. Though to be fair, they did make... They did make some really interesting suspension back in the 90s. I saw this video, and it would keep the car stable at all times. Put it this way, it's a surprise that they did this, but it might not be a surprise that they're able to do this. That might be the difference. So anyway, more news on the FCA recall. Fiat Chrysler has launched two recall campaigns in the U.S. The larger of the two is related to several of its van models and the other to the Jeep Renegade. The van recall stems from an issue with the transmission pump, which, according to the statement from the NHTSA, may seize, leaving the transmission without hydraulic pressure in the vehicle without propulsion. The campaign covers an estimated 26,299 vehicles in the United States alone, including examples of the 2015-2016 Chrysler Town & Country, 2016 Dodge Journey, and 2016 Ram Promaster. Fixing it will involve replacing the transmission pump on those affected vehicles. Along with the vans, FCA is recalling a small number of 2015 and 2016 Jeep Renegades, specifically those specified with the factory trailer hitch package. The automaker found that some of them may only affixed with one fastener per side instead of three, thereby improperly securing the hitch and any trailer attached to it. Repairing the problem will involve simply adding a couple of extra bolts, and the recall only relates to an estimated 8,561 vehicles in the U.S. And now we're going to do something that I normally wouldn't do, but because this is kind of... I'm going to make an exception because this, if there are any listeners in Texas right now and any listeners who have Kias, this is actually probably really important for you and I think I might be doing you a favor by telling you this. Dallas Kia dealer fined 85000 for deceptive ads. A dealership group in Dallas has been ordered to pay 85000 after violating a consent order prohibiting it from using deceptive advertising practices, reports Auto News. Southwest Kia signed an agreement in 2014 restricting it from implementing deceptive advertising practices for 20 years. However, the Federal Trade Commission says that multiple television and online advertisements since then have been misrepresenting monthly payments, hidden limitations about certain terms for customers, and not listed as a number of necessary disclosures. The group, which operates three dealerships across Dallas, is said to have breached the agreement just months after signing it, with the FTC pinpointing a July 2014 commercial where it is claimed that a customer can get two new vehicles for less than $200 a month. What that commercial failed to reveal was that the monthly payments advertised were for leases with 1999 down payments, not for the sale of the vehicles themselves. Additionally, the FTC said that a selection of advertisements from Southwest Kia had hard to understand describing key financial disclosures. In one case, the group advertised a 2015 Kia Rio for just 179 per month but only in the fine print, which the FTC says was too small to read without magnification. Did it reveal that a $1,999 upfront payment was needed, as was a further $8,271 after the 38-month financing term finished? 
In another case, the FTC said the two dealers aired a TV ad offering two cars for under $200 per month. But in the fine print, that appeared for two seconds. Disclosed that the only offer applied only to leases, not to sales, and required a $1,999 payment at lease signing. Honestly, if any of you are listening to this and you've been scammed by this, class action lawsuit. That's what I would do. Not against Kia, but against the dealership. Yudamong has been working on the railroad all the live long day. Words of the wise, we're now going to get another Siri type of thing. So, you've been warned. A-L-E-X-A, that's, that's apparently Amazon's new service that can control Hyundai's luxury cars. Though it's not really Hyundai's, it's now Genesis, but yeah. And no, not the band. Not the band. Something Motors, Maybach-based 1.5 million emperor is a sight to behold. And a site that'll make you want to gouge your own eyes out. Because it is the ugliest thing I have ever seen. I like the color. Eh, but that's it. This Turbo Mazda MX-5 keeps up with Porsche 911 GT3 RS and Ferrari 488 GTB on the Nürburgring. And this just proves it's not about the car you have, but it's about the driver. Though there are some exceptions to that. BMW X5M gets a makeover at Abu Dhabi dealership. Lotus reveals new carbon pack and titanium exhaust options for Evora 400. Sayat, a Biza-based SUV to adopt Arona name? That sounds like a type of coffee. So, in other words, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this segment, and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. Hello, and I am back. Now, Sterling Moss Edition Lister Nobly makes U.S. debut at Pebble Beach. On the Civic Cabriolet, it's a curious car unlikely to happen. It's funny, because we're probably not going to see a Civic cabriolet or convertible yet we do see many cooper cabriolets volvo and uber team to develop fully autonomous cars and get rid of drivers which is actually good because the drivers will be safer because they're not going to be driving 2017 honda fit goes on sale in the u.s from fifteen thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars new sangyong tivoli xlv priced from eighteen thousand two hundred fifty pounds in the uk or about 22 grand in the in the u.s US-only Mazda MX-5 RF Launch Edition announced and is limited to 1,000 units. So if you're wondering what the RF Launch Edition is, who remembers seeing that Mazda Miata hardtop earlier? It didn't look like a fastback, but it looked like a coupe, but it was actually a hardtop. Yeah, we're going to be getting that. Thankfully, the man, that's going to be awesome to see. Mercedes's future electric cars may feature active aero to improve efficiency. 2017 Audi A4 Ultra offers best-in-class EPA-estimated fuel economy. Aston Martin DB11 ready for U.S. debut at Pebble Beach event. Audi Q2 Edition 1 is one tough-looking, fully-loaded cookie. Bentley recalls the Continental Flying Spur to address sunroof detachment issue. Volkswagen Electric prototype tip to join Paris Auto Show next month. Cadillac CTSV just one of the latest additions to Forza Horizon 3. World's largest Bentley dealership opens in... Yeah, you guessed it, Dubai. BMW recalling M5 and M6 over fractured drive shafts. I'm gonna make a guess. Before we read this, I'm gonna make a guess. If the drive shaft is fractured, the vehicle will lose power. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing the NHTSA is gonna say. If they say that, that's gonna be lame as mess. And you know why? Because if the drive shaft is fractured, no kidding, it's gonna lose power. 
But we'll see what happens. A problem with the drive shafts and some of its vehicles has prompted BMW to issue a recall in the United States. It's only for 956 units, but they are some of the most exciting vehicles the company makes. The recalls cover the M5 sedan as well as the M6 coupe, convertible, and grand coupe from the 2015 model year. All those models share the same engine, a 4.4-liter twin-turbo V8 rated at 560 horsepower, but available in those four different body styles. According to the notice issued by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, I call it that, the driveshaft may have been inadequately welded during manufacturing. A fracture could result in disrupting power delivery to the rear wheels and potentially letting the car roll away when parked or on an incline, even with the handbrake applied. Okay, so that's not exactly what I thought they'd say, but I kind of called the drive shaft. Replacing a drive shaft, drive shaft is no quick fix, but that's what it will take to fix the vehicles in question. Owners of the affected vehicles should expect to hear from the manufacturer to arrange service at their local dealership starting September 6th. So, pretty much another, about a week or two, before they'll actually get... Really? A week or two before they get notified? I mean, to be fair, well, no. If it's inadequately welded, then it's not going to take a week or two for them to figure out what the problem is. They're just going to have to re-weld the drive shaft. Sure, there may be a lot of car to go through, but I guess they have to go and find all of the owners of the affected vehicles, which that may take two weeks to do. I guess that's fair enough. But anyway, more on the Bentley Continental Flying Spur recall. And yes, I know it's a really weird name. Mostly because of how long it is. Bentley Motors is conducting a safety campaign on certain Continental Flying Spurs from the 2007 to 2009 model year. Identified at the supplier during sunroof production, which had changed from a two-component to a one-component process, the sunroof glass in the vehicles produced between April 25, 2007 and October 31, 2008 may not have been properly secured to the sunroof, sunroof frame and could fly off, becoming a road hazard. I'm, I have a feeling it would become a just a little bit more than a road hazard if it came flying off, but, but that's just me. In the meantime, the production condition was resolved prior to the detection and now the automaker will notify owners of the affected luxury sedans. Subsequently, dealers will inspect the vehicles and apply additional adhesive between the glass panel and the sunroof frame, free of charge, to correct the issue. A campaign is expected to begin this month, but concerned owners can contact Bentley Customer Service at 1-800-777-6923. Again, that's 1-800-777-6923 or the NHTSA's Vehicle Safety Hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Again, that's one 888 327-4236. Similar campaigns have been previously launched for the 2007-2009 Audi A8 and S8, Mercedes-Benz C300, C300 4MATIC, and C450 AMG 4MATIC sedans, and a Mitsubishi Outlander Sport in the United States, but it is unknown whether they are directly related to Bentley's recall. They, I doubt they're directly related, simply because of the size of the sunroof. That would have to be a simply because of the size of the sunroof. I mean, not, I mean the Mitsubishi Outlander, for example, is way smaller than the Flying Spur, so it's probably got a, a much smaller uh, sunroof. They may use the same maker, but even still, I think it would be a different model of sunroof. Is Aston Martin putting the one-off GT12 Roadster into production? I hope so. That'd actually be pretty interesting to see a, uh, a GT12 without the spoiler, even though it may actually come with the spoiler. I wouldn't, though. W Motors designed Iconic 7 concept debuting in Monterey. Tesla minivan render gives us a preview of next year's electric minibus. 
first privately owned Bugatti Chiron trundles through Canes, I guess. Here are three new road signs we might see in the future, and they also pertain to electric cars, autonomous cars as well. This is how Bugatti faked a Chiron promo out of a Veyron, and if you hadn't guessed it already, it's down to a lot of 3D modeling. One of 80 Ferrari 599 SA, it starts with the nades, a pair. It, it essentially, it's a Ferrari 599 with hybrid tech. Goes for 1.7 million. Million. Man. I, sometimes it amazes me how some of these actually normal cars go for a lot of money. And I get it's a rare edition because it's one of 80 of these Ferraris. But, I mean, still, there are rarer Ferraris that I have seen uh, go for about the same price. It's like, how does this car go for more than the other one? When the other one technically should be more valuable. Scathing reports finds BMW Australia approved loans to people without disposable income. If, you, if any of you know what that means. Basically, Ford is going to use the Model E name to make a family of, electric, of electrified cars. And probably a few SUVs as well. Volvo teases world record high speed run with 2,400 horsepower Iron Knight truck. Although I can only see the back of it, so I don't know if it looks that cool or not. Rolls-Royce Springs bespoke picnic hamper to Pebble Beach. Yes, <laughs> they really did. Hyundai goes after Volkswagen Golf GTI with 2017 i30 N hatch. Well... Hot hatchback. So as I was saying, I actually hope that Hyundai does well with this new end performance group that they said about pretty much at the beginning of this year. Because it'd be nice to see another performance brand out there. And especially one that it hasn't proven itself. Because I mean, you always you have AMG, you have RS, STI, no longer Evo. But yeah, so well, they're not brands, but you get the idea. So I'm hoping Hyundai succeeds in this because I actually like a lot of moder modern Hondas because they look pretty good to me. It'd also be interesting to see more hot hatches go up against each other, because I, I, I swear right now it's like they're on their own planet. There's just so many of them. Ford Fiesta ST, Ford Focus ST, Volkswagen Golf GTI, Volkswagen Golf R, Volkswagen Scirocco, Volkswagen Scirocco R. And for those who don't know, they don't sell the Scirocco in the U.S. anymore, but they do still sell it in Europe. ABT Sportsline pumps up the Volkswagen Touareg to 380 horsepower. Or in other words, they pump it up to about the power of a Dodge Durango, even though it's about 10 horsepower or more. Volkswagen... Executive confirms interest in an Amarok-based SUV. James May's lesson of the day is don't forget to attach your steering wheel before you set off. And yes, he actually did that. All-new three-door Ford Fiesta makes spy shot photo debut. Nico Hulkenberg hopes Sergio Perez will stay at Force India. Chris Harris blown away by Dodge's insanely capable Viper ACR. Volkswagen's facelift in Amarok to spawn Land Cruiser rivaling SUV. McLaren Special Operations, or MSO, cooks up unique 570 GT for Pebble Beach. Hyundai may partner with Google for future vehicle projects. Dodge sends off 2017 Viper with unchanged prices and specs. Lotto wakes up to the 21st century with the Xcode SUV concept. And from this teaser, it actually looked pretty good. The What they've done to the side is a bit weird, but it's going to be nice to see what... If they make a really good looking SUV. Anyway, we are going to take a short break and you can listen to a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. This is probably the bit you've all been waiting for. My experience at 
car researching yesterday. So we get up. It's like 10 in the morning. And I'm just so tired. And no, I'm not going to give you a play-by-play of how my day went because that's not the point. I'm just just saying that that, that this is how my day started. I was tired. I was really tired. My sister said, you have to get up. Dad's making hash browns. And I'm like, "Eh, I really want those hash browns, but I'm almost too tired. So get up. I'm eating hash browns. Mom says something about, oh, we're going to go look for a car. And I looked at Eric and I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Half hour later, get in the car. We go all the way to Golden or somewhere near there. Look at a, we look at Medved, Kia and Medved. Well, we didn't look at Medved Cadillac, but we went further down to a pre-owned lot because Kia didn't have anything. I mean, they had a lot, you know, they had a lot of Souls and Optima. That's what they had a lot of. But anyway, we skip through Cadillac, we get to Chevy, then we see a pre-owned lot, but all of it's still cars that are way too new. Um, because, but they did have a lot of cool cars there. I saw a Camaro, uh, 2017 Camaro SS. Now, it wasn't pre-owned, it was in a, it was in a separate lot a bit further down. But in the pre-owned lot, there was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, a Chrysler 200, quite a few Chevrolet Sparks, a few Sonics, a few Kias, stuff like that. Just your regular pre-owned cars, nothing too amazing. So, we leave there, as there was nothing for us to, uh, really accomplish there, again, no cars that we were looking for. Now, we get to we get to somewhere near Costco and there's a lot of short line dealers which now thinking about I don't I don't get what there's a lot of short line dealers but so we get to Tynan's Nissan. So we're just browsing around the lot about five minutes later after browsing well just to lengthen this out, I should tell you what we browsed. We I looked around a journey, we looked around a few take ones, mom and my sister looked at a blue Nissan Altima, it was a 3.5, it was the, I'm going to say the 08 generation of Altimas, so there was that, there were, were a few cars, but there was quite a few CUVs, and to be fair, that's what we were looking for anyway, so look around, find a few take ones, we find an Outlander a bit later on, which was okay. I found a Focus ST, which was cool, but sadly it was a manual, so... And I'm pretty sure my mom wouldn't want a Focus ST anyway, but that that would have been fun. I didn't actually see a Fiesta ST, disappointingly, but that wasn't there. Um, we looked at a few Rogues. We looked at a few Nissans, which you should. Well, which we should have done because it was Tynan's Nissan, but we were outside in the lot and I didn't see too many Nissans. I did see a 370Z right next to the Outlander, and I'm like... Everyone is not looking at this 370Z. They're just going to the Outlander. I'm like, I'm not, like, like I understand that you know that's what we're looking for, CVs and whatnot. But I'm like, can't you just take like five seconds to appreciate that this is in the lot here? So there was that. There was a Volvo. Uh oh gosh, it's that hatchback that it's a bit like a Focus. I can't remember what it was called. It had the, it had probably the sport appearance package that they could get with it, and it sounded good. It looked good too. It was in gray. No one paid attention to that either. And I think what was next to the Outlander, aside from the 370Z, was a Nissan Leaf. And my my mom and sister were looking at it, and I had to stop them immediately. I'm like, no, no, no. It's electric. It only gets about 100 miles of range. I'm like, no, you don't want an electric car. Which I can kind of understand because they probably didn't know that, but I mean, still, no, 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 no. So anyway, after we're done browsing around the cars, we go inside Tynan's. And say, you know, just looking for some num. Well, my dad says we're just looking for some numbers, stuff like that. 
the guy, the guy, the guy goes and gets someone else. Comes back, he has a piece of paper and some pen, and, and he starts asking some questions. And as soon as he gets to the phone number, Mom's like, "No, no phone number. We're just here for some questions." And then I think he asks about the phone number like two more times. We still don't give it to him. So then we just give him the numbers, and it he didn't really. He didn't sound confident in what he knew. He also sounded like he was reading a script of the things dealers are usually supposed to say, which was kind of annoying. So yeah, writing down paper, generic, car salesman type, saying um every five seconds. (laughs) Yeah, so he wasn't the most helpful at all. I mean, he did give us a a bit of information, but nothing really worthwhile and nothing we didn't already know. Trying to get the phone number. I think I think the phone number bit annoyed my mom the most out of all of us. So yeah, so we're done with that. We keep walking around, just looking around, and then we head over to I think it's Tynan's Volkswagen. It's it's something Volkswagen. We just head we head into a Volkswagen dealership essentially. So as soon as we walk into the Volkswagen dealership, you can just tell that Okay, let me compare it to the Nissan dealership. The Nissan dealership was sort of your regular dealership, all the cars on the ground, you know, stuff like that, single story, whatever. The Volkswagen dealership had two stories. And I know that's kind of lame, but two-story car dealership is always cool in my opinion. And it was, it looked way more professional and organized. And it also had a lot more props on it, which made it a bit cooler. So we get in, we get some help, and this time we don't have to wait for another guy to come out. We get the right guy anyway. So we sit down, we talk some numbers, he was very knowledgeable, very friendly, and very honest. So that was way different, way different from the other guy. And also, he actually knew what he was talking about, which was great, because that made it, that made it so much easier not to figure out what he was trying to say, or did he actually know what he was doing. So, plug some numbers, uh, on a take one, of course, because leasing. And so we get the numbers down, and so I ask him the question: Is it the diesel model, or is it the is it the gasoline model? And so he told me that they don't actually sell diesel Tiguans in America, and that's something I didn't know. I did I thought that they did sell diesel Tiguans here, but they don't. And given what's happened, they probably won't sell it anywhere else in the rest of the world anyway. The payment cost was for the gasoline one, which was nice. So that we wouldn't be paying for a diesel one because that would have been heartbreaking anyway. So we continue to talk a few numbers, and and so then he says something about the Jetta, and then we're checking out the Jetta, and I'm like, and after this, after all of this, I'm like, we came to the take, we came in thinking we were going to do a Tiguan, we didn't come, but we came out considering a Jetta as well, and I'm like, wow, that that's just wow so we talk a bit about the Jetta and the trunk space by the way the Passat and the Jetta's trunk space is huge Jeez, you get four grown adults in there well four grown but short adults in there <laughs> so so we talk a bit about the trunk and then I just say word to the wise because uh, not all trunks have the trunk in the Jetta has the bars okay not the uh, not the other kind that you use that saves a lot of space and so I was saying that even though it, it does have a lot of trunk space if you close it, it'll intrude a bit on the trunk, but it, but yeah, so did that, I looked around in the interior, it looked really nice, I loved the steering wheel, just amazing, we did that, we talked, then we moved over to the Tiguan, and he was saying about the different type of build process that they use for the Tiguan, and I believe all the other Volkswagen models, and that normally with the roof, you have the, you have the little black lines, and that's because the roof is a separate piece, but on the Tiguan, it's one whole piece, and so that saves that saves weight and it increases the strength of the vehicle. And so we talked a bit more and 
I was saying how that it's a good thing that it's one whole piece because in the event of a rollover crash, that makes the vehicle stronger in itself because the roof itself isn't just holding up the weight. All of it is. And so then he then proceeds to hang, hang off the side of the door to prove how strong the doors are because they're rated at 400 pounds. So you could hang off the doors and it was... Honestly, I like the fact-finding trip. Uh, and I like the information tidbits that he gave us, as I found those particularly interesting. You know, then we go over to the Passat, and the Passat has the Passat has the, the trunk size. Honestly, they have the trunk size of an SUV. It's not the height isn't the same, but the length is incredible. Honestly, it was it was awesome to see that. We talked a bit about the Passat, went back to the Tiguan, talked a bit more about that, and you know, got the numbers down, and we left out we left out of there considering the Jetta as that. As it was, uh, we were left out considering the Tiguan and the Jetta, or trying to figure out if we were going to do the Tiguan or the Jetta in terms of leasing. But yeah, so that was my day yesterday, which was really fun. The fact, the fact tidbits made it even better. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'll see you next time. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash viper for life acr be sure to get cody's books on amazon at www.amazon.com slash cody dash wagner slash e slash capital b zero one nine capital k capital x seven two capital z eight if you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.